Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we correct and dissect the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. This is our actual penultimate episode. Okay. My name, big dog me. My name is Al, and I'm the big dog on this podcast. <laughs> oh, wow! Now say hi to my little dog co-host. <laughs> well, I kind of like that. <laughs> it's Courtney. Woof, woof. <laughs> I am the scrappy do of the podcast. You are the scrappy do, yeah. 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 I'm the scoob. <laughs> what was the tweet you sent me? Every <laughs> every friendship is with two guys is like one is a tiny little mess, or what was it? Tiny little, like, a big personality. Yeah. A small guy with a big personality, and the other one is a tall guy who's, like, polite and... <laughs> Suave, but a mess. Or yeah. Like that. That's us. That's us. I'm suave. folks. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready, ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. 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 I want to, I want to whisk you away. Oh, because <laughs> I have a, a good agri for you. Yeah. Um, but before we get to it, it's time <gasps> to enter what the time stream. The time. Stream. <laughs> oh my god! A VR hel- a VR helmet is being lowered onto me. We're moving through time. Yeah. Wow. Beep. Here we are. I'm dead? Oh, okay. <laughs> the year is 1973. Oh, yeah! Richard Nixon begins his second no! term as president <laughs> under the looming shadow of Watergate and the uh, slow collapse of the Vietnam War. Okay, maybe I want to... I don't know. The American Indian Movement activists, who a few years earlier occupied the abandoned Alcatraz prison... <gasps> we were there! ...are put under siege by the American government at Wounded Knee. Yep. In New York City... The World Trade Center officially opens. <laughs> the Godfather wins Best Motion Picture at the Academy okay, Awards. Yeah. Miller introduces a new light beer. <laughs> We're here! Martin Cooper of Motorola makes the first ever mobile phone call. Oh, great. Secretariat wins the Triple Crown. Oh, wow, okay. The Drug Enforcement Administration is created <gasps> in Washington. Yes. O.J. Simpson of the Buffalo Bills oh becomes God. the first running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a pro football season. <laughs> Why were people nostalgic about the 70s? I don't know. I don't know. Elton John releases Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Oh, bless. OPEC embargoes against Israel-supporting nations kickstart the oil crisis. Bless. And on September 20th, in the Houston Astrodome. <gasps> what? Billie Jean King defeats Bobby Riggs in the second Battle of the Sexes exhibition match. Hells yeah! Her glasses so hot! (laughs) It's jock time! It's jock time! Yes! Tennis jocks, let me hear you. They are, they're in something else. Yeah. Because they don't want to be jocks. They think they're special. They're jocks. (laughs) Fucking. I don't know anything about this. No, tennis? (laughs) Yeah, they're like hoity-toity, right? they're jocks they are but they don't want to be jocks they have their penny loafers they go to yale tennis fans come on tennis fans yeah not tennis players oh tennis no tennis players are fine oh okay 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 yeah oh yeah the fans are toxic whack toxic so this series of matches called the battle of the sexes was created by Riggs after his retirement from professional tennis as an opportunity to make money and put some attention on the great sport (laughs) on the great on the king's sport (laughs) He had initially challenged King, claiming that the female game was inferior and that a top female player could not beat him even at the age of 55. (laughs) 
Hubris. Yes. So King declined his initial offer, calling the event a fatuous gimmick. Yeah. Australian Margaret Court took him up on the offer instead, in the middle of her seventh year as the top female tennis player of all time, mm. playing him in a match that would come to be known as the Mother's Day Massacre. <laughs> I kind of like that. They played the game on Mother's Day. Yeah. And she had given birth the previous year. The mother. So she was a mother. The Mother's Day Massacre is what happened when I came out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, it was bad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So Riggs' victory against Court increased his taunting, and he offered a prize of $100,000 to any female tennis player who could beat him. Did he? Okay, was this his thing? Like, was this his kink? Well, kind of, because his uh, his thing was uh, that he was a hustler. Okay. So he would hustle matches, and he would also put a lot of bets on himself. Okay, okay, okay. And he was, like, a regular tennis guy? Yeah, he, like, he was a very, (sighs) he was a tennis pro. He was a star. So this time, King took him up on the offer. The 90 million worldwide viewers tuning into ABC weren't shortchanged on showmanship. King entered the tennis court like popular depictions of Cleopatra on a litter carried by four bare-chested muscular men. (laughs) Was this her idea? I don't know. Do not know. Bobby Riggs entered the court in a rickshaw drawn by models. Okay, well, uh, Riggs, <laughs> this is weird. This, this is getting weird, guys. It's, it's weird. This is getting weird. Riggs, who had been paid $50,000 to wear a yellow branded jacket from Sugar Daddy, what? gave King one of their popular giant lollipops. What? And she presented him with a squealing piglet. Okay. What? <laughs> what? The pig war. It's, this is the, the fifth pig war. The fifth, this is the fifth pig war. I want to know. I need to see this jacket. I'm a jacket guy now. I yeah. don't know if you know. I've uh, seen your memes. Yeah. Um, sugar is a yellow and it says sugar daddy. It's a yellow jacket. Sugar daddy is the, the name of a company that made lollipops. Is it like, on the back? Essentially like a Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it said sugar daddy. They had their oh logo on the back, God. which is like in red font. I want it. I haven't even seen it, but I want it. It sounds very fresh. I will yeah. say. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So she gave him a pig. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Riggs, who was known for both being a gambler and a hustler, placed many bets on the match. Oh, my God. And while he built an early lead, King was the victor. Of the match, she said, I thought it would set us back 50 years if I didn't win that match. Oh, girl. It would ruin the women's tour and affect all women's self-esteem. To beat a 55-year-old guy was no thrill for me. The thrill was exposing a lot of new people to tennis. Okay. You can brag a little bit. <laughs> Like, you can say, fuck this guy, like you can, and fuck every man who's ever looked at me sideways. I mean, you can't, because you're a woman, and everyone's looking at everything you do. But she was thinking at oh, it. Oh, she was thinking at it. Billie Jean King was instrumental in creating women's tennis in America. Mm. Originally competing in mainstream tennis competitions like the U.S. Open and Wimbledon Open, she and other tennis players rejected the reality that there was a gender gap in the winnings for champions. Hell yeah. From 1968 to 1970, payouts for men grew from 2.5 to 12 times what a woman would earn from winning a championship. Jesus Christ. So seven years after the 1963 Equal Pay Act was passed, Billie Jean King and eight other tennis players reached out to Gladys Hellman of World Tennis Magazine to help create their own women's league. Mm. Known as the Houston Nine, these players were suspended by the United States Tennis Association, but they managed to find funding and support from a brand whose advertising relied on the power of women's liberation. (gasps) Whomst? Philip Morris, CEO. Oh, no! And tennis aficionado Joseph Frederick Cullman III agreed to finance the tour and provide competitive prize money for the newly formed Virginia Slim Circuit. The Virginia Slim Circuit. (laughs) Folks. Here's my favorite quote from this terrible man. Oh, my God. 
1971, he re- there was um, a pu- recently published study on the large number of undersized babies born to pregnant smokers. Oh, my God. And th- this is his response to oh, that. Oh, no. I concluded from that report that it's true that babies born from women who smoke are smaller, but they are just as healthy as the babies born to women who do not smoke. Some women would prefer having smaller babies. I, I- Look, if you slip out a, a, just a tiny little infant, your vaginas can be right back at her. <laughs> You'll get stretched out. Hot smoking women have small babies, and that's attractive. <laughs> the babies are attractive, too. They're so skinny. <laughs> they wink at you. <laughs> oh, my God. Despicable. <laughs> Despicable. The popularity of the Virginia Slim circuit skyrocketed, and in 1973, Billie Jean King founded the Women's Tennis Association, which would eventually absorb the International Tennis Federation Women's Grand Prix and become the WTA Tour. Ooh. I'm not a tennis fan, so I don't know what anything is. Everything that I'm saying happened is like... Consider that the the build up to you know the sort of like modern, modern tennis day. that people get excited about with like Serena and Venus Williams yeah, 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 and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, ten people get excited over tennis, and they I do. They do. I can't. They hit that little ball back and forth. They do hit a ball back and forth, and I feel much like a golden retriever. I'm like, I cannot watch. They, they hit that little ball. They can't. I cannot watch this for very much longer. It gives me anxiety. Well, can I interest you? Yeah. In a trans tennis sidebar? Absolutely. So in 1976, Renee Richards, a trans athlete, wanted to compete in the U.S. Open. And that year, for the very first time, they were like, no, we actually require genetic screening, which absolutely isn't just Oops. because of you. Yeah. Um, so it's actually weird that you think that. <laughs> Stop questioning us. <laughs> so she challenged the requirement and the New York Supreme Court ruled in her favor. Excellent. And that's the story of how women's tennis reluctantly became the first professional sport to allow <laughs> trans players. And uh, from now on uh, forever, trans players can play wherever they feel they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's no problem. Do you remember how I was saying in the Subaru episode that tennis lesbian Martina Navratilova was in Subaru ads, but that she was a turf? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's wild is that while researching this, I learned that after retiring from tennis, Renee Richards coached Navratilova to two Wimbledon wins. (laughs) And this bitch. Maybe that's why she's a turf. (laughs) Maybe she like, she didn't like, maybe she didn't. Awful. Something. Maybe. An awful woman. An awful, an awful woman. An awful woman. Get in your Saru and drive away. Also, can I tell you, I knew who Billie Jean King was. Yeah. Um, I was aware of her. I knew, I was aware of her style. But what I didn't realize yeah. was that is not her given surname. What is it? She married Larry King. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. They met in college. Okay. He was 19 and she was 20. I mean, get it. And they got married. Oh my God. At 19 and 20. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, he, this man's going to be a goblin. He got divorced like 17 times, right? No, he's only what? been, he, the, his only divorce was from her. Really? Because she came out as a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, basically for a, a large oh period of their relationship, she had a live-in lover. Hells yeah. Uh, that lived with them rent free. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, that's how you do it. Folks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then that lover uh, filed a palimony suit, which is oh, a wow. suit that's like um, palimony is like alimony, except you're not married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like a like a common law. Yeah, basically. yeah. You owe me money because we're common law. Holy shit! And and it it outed Billie Jean King. God. And uh, and so she and she and Larry divorced, and then he remarried, and his wife and him have two kids, and yeah. Billie Jean King is their godmother. Oh my god! Yeah, 
I did not know this. Yeah, I no, neither did I. I and I guess she kept the king then. Yeah, she she kept. Slaps. Well, yeah, and at that point she was like a, a women's tennis pro, and everyone so you knew had her to say it, yeah by that name, and Holy also it shit. sounds amazing. Yeah, it does sound fucking cool. <laughs> but basically, her and Larry like worked together to build this like tennis empire. Fucking lesbian icon. Absolutely. Mm. At least we have one decent tennis lesbian. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Navratilova. <laughs> Bite it. Tennis, okay. Maybe you got me a little on board. <laughs> Maybe I'm feeling it. Okay, well, yeah. you know. Hey, you know, I'm feeling it. Hey, well, we're, that's all the tennis there was. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so what are Virginia Slims, and do they really love women in tennis? <laughs> no. Answer, no. <laughs> do they love women? No. Do they love their money? Yes. yes. So cigarette advertising was one of the original absolute behemoths of the ad industry for a long time. And the way that they considered and included gender norms into their campaigns has always been really heavy-handed and absolute made-up bullshit. (laughs) These are the people who were actively creating and reinforcing 19th century ideas of gender. You know, the ones that fucked us all up? Yeah, the ones we're still dealing with the ramifications of today. Yep. In 1957, a guy named Pierre Martineau was a big player in motivational advertising research, and he created four axes on Mm. which cigarettes were considered to be problematic as a product and also outlined the oh contradictions those axes provided in a way that advertisers could exploit. Only four? Just four axes. Just four. Just four. Guess what the first one is? Uh, uh, that they kill you? No, it's oh. uh, masculinity versus femininity. Oh, axes. A spectrum, if you will. Yes. I see. Oh, the binary spectrum. Four axes. Okay. Oh, 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 I see. So what's, was it, is it liberal conservative? It's, it's that kind of a, like, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a four point chart, but there's eight points. Okay. And then we put. It's a cube. And then we put the serial mascots on them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Masculine and fem- feminine are the X axis. And what's the Y? Well, that's the thing. There's four of them. So it oh. has, <laughs> it's well, a cube. Oh, it's a cube. Okay. What's the other ones? Economical, expensive. Okay. Ordinary, classy. <laughs> Strong, mild. <laughs> Are you strong, masculine, gay? <laughs> I'm, I'm cheap. I'm, I'm masculine, mild, economical, ordinary. <laughs> That's Our, my cigarro type. Ain't we all? <laughs> <laughs> So for the, the first axis, he said, some cigarettes are typed as very masculine. Some is acceptable to what either group. Camel is by widespread agreement the He-Man cigarette. Oh, my God. Particularly of the athletic and working class male. I cannot wait to get into Joe, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to Joe. We're going to get into his Joe and his penis face. Oh, boy. <laughs> he also said Chesterfield is for both men and women, but for a different sort of male, the white collar type. <laughs> Homosexual? The non the non-binary <laughs> cigarette of choice. Chesterfields are for homos. <laughs> so with uh, Virginia Slims, we actually have an interesting insight into how the marketing team at Leo Burnett created one of the most memorable and impactful advertising campaigns in history because they presented a paper on it at the 1969 American Association of Advertising Agencies to, conference. To fucking go back in time and just fucking be hecklers in that conference. Well, I do have a copy of the presentation. Oh my God. What's interesting is that unlike most advertising stories, instead of Philip Morris taking their new product, Virginia Slims, to Leo Burnett, it was more like Philip Morris said, hey, have you seen these Silva Thins American Tobacco Company makes? They're not uh, doing well. How do we make Thin Cigarette good? And then Leo Burnett essentially created the specs for the product around what marketing they oh thought would God. work. Oh, my God. So it's, it came from marketing first. Yeah. This is a marketing first product. 
Shocking. Mm, not shocking for a Not shocking. Not shocking. Not shocking. Oh, my gosh. So the beginning of the presentation talks about the fact that the only thing keeping cigarette customers loyal to a particular brand is the personality of that brand. Yeah. Hey, we talked about this almost at the, with uh, Apple, Apple one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the creative team at Leo Burnett, they got their hands on a pack of these inferior silver thins. These inferior thins. <laughs> uh, and they started thinking about what kind of personality a new thin cigarette would have. Mm. They immediately started associating it with femininity. Just because it's slender? They called it a delicate, tactile, stylish experience. So am I, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The creative team debated the length of the product between 85 and 100 millimeters and whether it should have a brown tip, which represented flavor, versus a white tip for purity. A brown tip for flavor. They pulled out one of the silver thins and a crayon. They colored the end brown. No way. And they were like, hmm, interesting, for flavor. Hmm. (laughs) oh boy lord the advertising team picked the name virginia because it represented romantic moonlight gentle breezes and green hills Mm. they toyed with the idea of calling them thins trims or lights and ended up going with slims and they decided to market it as the first cigarette for women only this is so funny because i know so many trans guys named slim (laughs) (laughs) honestly slim it's a good name i know a lot of bricks too Yeah. <laughs> we gotta be stopped. <laughs> we like our uh, nouns. We like, we like our, our nouns. nouns. I've seen a couple of chicks, too. C-H-I-C. Oh, Basically, a lot of the trans guys I know get, like, read of mice and men and pick their names <laughs> <laughs> like, from, from there. And you know what? More power to you, brother. Can't, can't. Uh, you know what? I like to see more booze. Boo. <laughs> As in the Radleys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> I don't think you should. So they looked at a variety of potential taglines and approaches, including, after you're done looking at it, you can smoke it. No. And, slims are for women, fats are for men. (laughs) This is our 2020 advertisement. And my personal favorite. (laughs) Fats are for men. Do you want to put a fat cigarette between those pretty, pretty lips? Oh, no! (laughs) Yes, I do! Fat J, slide it right in there, P- brother. Pop it in there, my man. Wow. My God, I'm really. <laughs> I have I've pretty, just... pretty lips. <laughs> Don't put a fat cigarette Ow, in between your you beautiful can't. lips, sugar. Ow. Put a slim one. This is Al announcing that they're dating now. <laughs> so line up, folks. Oh, boy. Yikes. Oh, my God. Lord. Lord. So the team struggled with the inherent romanticism of the slim cigarette for feminine customers. Is it just because it's in your lips? Is that... I think that's a big part of it for them. The way it, like, moves in your hands. This is so funny. Put it between your lips. It's so funny because America has sexualized cigarettes, but also bidets. Yeah. And it's just like, this is the mouth-to-ass. They're about it. (laughs) They're all about it. They're all about mouth-to-ass. Wow. Mm. (sighs) I really... Hey, Al, I really want to smoke now. No. Yeah, I... I am on the precipice at every moment. I And this started in university when I smoked uh, here and there. Um, I'm on always on the precipice of wanting to, a cigarette or a cigar it's or a joint. It's not going to make you... Well, a joint is fine. It's, they're all... But I just want something in my mouth. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like... I'm a pen chewer. I feel yeah. You. But like this... Oh, I want it. I kind of... Oh. <laughs> just smoke some weed, my friend. Okay, fine. So they were basically their struggle with the romanticism was that they were worried that it might be too soft, too expected, 
to beautiful. <laughs> Look, the cancer you get afterwards won't be so, you know. Oh, put a soft cigarette between your beautiful lips. Ow! <laughs> you know how to smoke, don't you? Just put your lips together and inhale. <laughs> okay, May. <laughs> So they adjusted their course, uh, and they tried to find a direction that was more fun and lively and sparky. Yeah, absolutely. And at the 11th hour... The manic pixie dream girl yes, of cigarettes? exactly. Absolutely. At the 11th hour before their creative review, one member of the team came up with an incredible idea. What? Women's rights. <gasps> the girlies are here! I've got an idea. <laughs> These newfangled suffragettes. Oh, boy. So here's some of the copy that they included. Oh, no. It used to be that women had no rights. Now they have the rights. Now they have everything. You've (laughs) come a long way, baby. And now you even have a cigarette brand for your very own. You've come a long way, baby. In 1920, you got the vote and got out of the kitchen. But not everyone. But not until now (laughs) could you feel comfortable with a cigarette in your hand. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, folks, um, in uh, this is the uh, what we call the Pompidou section. <laughs> no, you can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, uh, pe- peeking behind the curtain, this, when we were doing another podcast, we were developing this one. Yeah. And this was Al's very first. This was ad. Our, our first test record, yeah. and it went so badly. It, may, it went very awkward it went and badly. So badly because yeah. we hadn't figured out the format. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought it back. I'm very excited to yeah. be able to brush it off, and then I feel like I can kind of close this. Yeah, chapter I love it. In my heart, in your heart, and um, in my lungs. Because yes. I really want to smoke. Come now. on, man, you're, you're killing me. I don't want to be McGrath. I can but... get a, I can get a vape on the way back home. Oh, I swear. Boy. <laughs> So the, the presentation shows off a bunch of ads along the same theme. There's a lot yeah. of print ads in there. And and interestingly, there's an ad that they ran in Ebony Magazine. And yeah. There's like a caption from the ad team that says, Frankly, we weren't sure with our theme, you've come a long way, baby, that we could run this advertising in Ebony. But why not? <gasps> as long as it still comes off as a cigarette ad and not a civil rights message. Oh, my God. Yep. Holy shit. There, this is the white company acknowledging that uh, uh, black Americans, uh, specifically black women, have not come a long way. Yeah. And they ain't going to. Oh, no. These cigarettes were introduced in 1968, the same year as the landmark Civil Rights Act that was signed into law as Holy a result shit. of the civil rights campaign against housing discrimination. That that act was signed into law a week after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. <laughs> They're like, oops. We did this thing. Yikes. Oops, maybe we should give something back. Oops, 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 oops. <laughs> so I'm guessing that in this caption, the admin at Leo Burnett are acknowledging, however fleetingly, the vast difference in access to equal rights between white women and African-American women. Oh, my God. The difference was never acknowledged in any of the print ads or television ads, which introduced the classic theme that incorporated the brand catchphrase, you've come a long way, baby. According to the presentation, mm. the message of the song and the campaign as a whole is, congratulations on being a woman. <laughs> Congratulations on your success. Congratulations on getting to where you got to. Presumably they didn't consider including, and if you smoke Virginia Slims because you want to have a smaller baby, well, baby, that's your right. (laughs) If you want to keep it high and tight (laughs) when you pop out an infant. Thanks to this campaign, the brand became synonymous with women's rights in the post-war era, and they were all too happy to pony up the cash to connect themselves with the women of tennis, and in doing so, linked Virginia Slim cigarettes with fitness, athleticism, and health, despite the known carcinogens. Mm. 
From Billie Jean King being pulled into Bobby Riggs' braggadocious cash grab to Renee Richards having to defend her gender to the New York State Supreme Court, women have come a long way. And by come a long way, I mean so far managed to survive the social, cultural, and political equivalent of a saw trap, where a man (laughs) sells you a product that kills you using your own struggle for equality as a catchphrase. (laughs) Saw trap! Saw trap! (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we're here we're here folks oh. we made it through the saw trap we made it through the there's saw miles to, there's miles to go before we rest man if al and i were in a saw situation we'd die pretty quickly oh, we would be we done kill each other it's just so substantially like <laughs> if you want to live you have to kill your oh, podcast done, co-host done, done. Uh, done. <laughs> they're dead <laughs> I'm eating the corpse. Did you want me to do that? No. I'm doing it anyways. I'd want you to eat I me. got a little peckish. <laughs> I hope I give you diarrhea. Uh, uh, you Probably will. Would. Everything does. <laughs> what if human meat didn't? Give you diarrhea? Give you it diarrhea. It was the only thing that didn't give yeah, me diarrhea. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, I'm cured. Then I need to make a lifestyle change. <laughs> Quick, stat. Uh, you just got to snort some mummies. Yeah. Do you want to see some woman's yeah, rights? Yeah, I sure do. I want to see one. Give it to me. <laughs> Baby. We'll return after these messages. You were only a bird in a gilded cage. A beautiful sight to view. So dainty and delicate you seemed. No rights would they give to you. When you said you should vote And you said you should smoke The men were all in a rage The way of the world said you should remain A bird in a gilded cage You've come a long way, baby To get where you got to today Virginia Slims This is the taste for today's woman. With rich Virginia flavor you'll like. Tailored slim for your hands, for your lips. You've got Virginia Slims now, baby. You've come a long, long way. Welcome back to the show. What I wouldn't give. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Sorry. I'm in the pocket of Philip Morris. This ad is atrocious (laughs) it's like it's really it's so like it just talks down to you in a way on the nose in a way that is Uh, deeply cringe criminal 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 criminal. one might say criminal one might say despicable that we have a woman and i guess she's like turn of the century yeah sort of situation and it's you're basically a bird in a gilded cage when we're, we're looking at you you have to do the ironing with the old-fashioned iron, you have to cook and clean. Uh, and, oh, we gave you the vote, but that's not enough for you. And then Philip Morris let you out of the cage. <laughs> and now you're a sex kitten <laughs> with ponytails and oh. a long flowing robe. Um, I wish he was not wearing a bra because that would also be yeah. choice. Because um, that would play up the, we gave you rights to have sex. <laughs> Um, and then she's smoking a delicate long cigarette. Yeah, with it's, her it's little tailored lips. for her small. Women can't hold.
hold up a Pretty big lit. cigarette. <laughs> oh, my fingers. I can't hold it <laughs> oh, up. Oh, that's too heavy. Oh, it's too heavy. Uh, and she smokes, and it's like, it sounds, the voiceover act, actor, she sounds familiar to me. Mm. Um, but she's like, We've, you've come a long way, baby. Uh, so now you can smoke and get cancer and have small babies. <laughs> it's what you would have wanted. So you're right. Her fashion was really good, though. Yeah, I do love the outfit. Yeah, the the ponytails, though. Oh, no. It reminds me of the local <laughs> ad for the um, the Burlington Wovens. Yeah, very same feeling. Yeah. Very same feeling. Very flowing. Um, this ad made me sick. I'm sorry, man. Much like a cigarette would make me <laughs> Happy end of season two. Happy end of season two. I'm glad, you know what? You would you come a long way, baby. Me with McGruff, we've been holding these in our back pockets for a while. We have. We've come yeah, a long way, we've baby. We've come a long way, baby. It's 2022. It's 2022. And not for very much longer, by the way. No, it's yeah. it's so close to not being 2022. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> what, what the fuck? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah? They figured out... Philip Morris... Made a big step in this advertisement. They're like, we can we can advertise to a whole other a whole other gender. Yeah, we could advertise to them oh, and sell no. them. We can. Have- <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they hear about non-binary people. <laughs> Another gender we can advertise to. So this is going to be okay. Oh, I'm gonna now. I'm gonna just like you know. Uh, focus this on my gender okay, and, and yeah. our, our sort of gender. What, what, how do I want to be pandered to? Number one, you have fucking, uh, like, um, oh shoot, what's that song? Do, 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 you know, in the, in the Ford commercials. Yeah. You have a cowboy voice. Oh my God. <laughs> and instead of you come a long way, baby, and like pandering to femininity, it's you've come a long way, honey. <laughs> They're talking to me. <laughs> and it's a cowboy voice. And they're like, wow, we didn't know you existed. You didn't either. But now you're here. And you're experimenting. And, you know, we think that's rad. We think that's cool. You know what else will make you cool? And, like, hey, a little, maybe your voice. Maybe you want to lower your voice, but you can't get on tea yet. You know what will help you? A cigarette. God. Do 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 do, and uh, it's it's just a fat it's just the fattest cigarette. It's big. It's wide, <laughs> and maybe it's got some weed in there too. Chunkies. Oh my! <laughs> a fat cigarette for your little man body. <laughs> a short fat cigarette for you. <laughs> just a little man. Put this between those hairless lips. <laughs> no, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> and it's just like you close up to a trans man or trans mass person. It's just like the worst mustache. <laughs> little mu- my mustache. <laughs> We've carefully put mascara on it just to really, really play it up. Uh, oh. A couple zits around there. And it's <laughs> just some fat cigarette. Fat short cigarette. Chunkies are what you need to accent your growing facial hair. <laughs> For a growing boy. Oh, that's what they're going to advertise. Don't tell Philip Morris we exist. No, nobody to. I don't want them to. I don't want them to. I don't need them to introduce the first non-binary cigarette. (laughs) But if they do, I'll smoke it. (laughs) No. No, the whole whole concept is a fallacy. I'm sorry. I'm very impressionable. (laughs) And I have an oral fixation. So that's it. 
That's it. That's that's, it. that's the yeah. That's the last ad. That's the future. That's the future, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I show you something else that is also the future? I would love to see the future. I have a local ad. Okay. And it features a little mascot guy. Oh. Are you ready to go to Birthday World with I me? I would love to. Let's go to Birthday World. Actually, this is coming out around my birthday. Oh, yeah. So I'm, let's go to Birthday World. Take let's my hand. It. Let's okay. go together. I'm here. I'm taking your hand. I'm eating a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a nibble. <laughs> Party with the bear. Party with the bear. Fun with rides and games. The bounces are insane. The food is never lame. The parties are the best, less expensive than the rest. So be a daily guest. So party with the bear. The bear. The bear. Party with him. He's here. Every day. Every day. <laughs> Come daily and pretend it's your birthday and party with us. The bounces are insane. Um, the stuff in Birthday World is off the hook. I just love that they have a, like this, they didn't, you know, he doesn't have a name. He's just, no. he's the bear. He's the bear. And that makes him mysterious. I can't like him. And it makes me want to party with him. Right? <laughs> what kind of drugs do you have in your little foggins? <laughs> I bet this birthday bear, he's loaded. He's packing, man. He's got something for you. Something to delight. Uh, this is Birthday World in Orlando, Florida. And uh, it looks like these kids are having a lot of fun. They do look like they're having a blast. They got a song. That song is pretty catchy. It'll probably be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. That birthday bear. Party with the bear. Um, I just love, I love an institution which encourages kids to eat a lot of cake and get a tummy ache and oh, then dr- yeah. <laughs> just bounce in a bouncy castle. <laughs> just let them loose. <sighs> I love feral kids is what I'm trying to say. I fear them. You do? Yeah. They're hair harmless. Well, no. Not to they me. Can, they can destroy you with words. They can hurt my feelings. And questions. <laughs> like, what gender are you? What are you? Are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> wow, kid. Let me tell you. <laughs> Have another slice of cake. <laughs> Settle in. Have a cigarette. No. <laughs> uh, if you want to party with Al and I, two bears, uh, <laughs> you can do that at adcrews.gmail.com. Yeah, send us your uh, send us your local ads. We're trying to, you know, sort of build up a, a base of them for next season. Yeah. Speaking of which, so um, next week will be our last episode of the season. Yeah. And then we will be back on January 17th. Ooh, that's our third anniversary, third year anniversary. Our creepiversary. Two, second year anniversary. Yeah. Third season, second year. What's the What's this the anniversary gift for the uh-huh. paper? Poppers. Poppers. Poppers? Yeah. Sick. <laughs> That's the gay third anniversary. <laughs> or a U-Haul if you're a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's it. And next episode is, we're done researching. Next yeah. episode is going to be a fun one. Just we're going to have a romp. Yeah, we're going to have a romp. Romp through the fields that we've uh, sowed. sowed and, and um, plowed and harvested. Plowed. <laughs> harvested. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until next time, we are I'm signing, signing off. off. Hmm, but first, a word for my spouse. Thank you.